Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome into the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined more often than not by my longtime brother, Daniel Sancato. For today's episode, we're going to break down our live draft in our league of record. We're going to let you know why we drafted who, when, and break down every round. If you have a fantasy football question or comment for our listener mailbag, please reach out to us via email at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Pod at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids. Hashtag TCK pod. We have a great episode for you today. So without any further ado, let's talk ball. Good evening, guys. How we doing? Doing good. Doing well, doing good. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited for this episode. This is our first guest episode. Uh, per usual, we've got Daniel uh, back in action after the previous episode. And we have a special guest today. Uh, old old friend of ours from back home um, his friends and his family refer to him as Ryan but we're going to call him Curly because that's what we've been doing for the last 15 years Curly it's good to have you man how are you I'm doing fantastic I'm excited about my team excited to review my picks hopefully they get your wow. guys' thumbs up <laughs> well I, I, I noticed I was looking back at the past several years of our of our league. You got a little playoff drought going on there. Not Curly. doing too good. So I did uh, I did a lot of homework, a lot of listening to different podcasts, a lot of homework this summer. Um, so I, I, I definitely feel like this is the deepest at running back and wide receiver I've been ever. Um, oh, there's some question marks at quarterback and, and tight end, but um, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty happy. 
Well, and to your credit, um, you know, you have had the injury bug pretty gnarly in our league for, for many years. You oh, I've to... got a, a first-round running back curse. Adrian Peterson a couple of years ago, suspension. Oh, yeah, first-round curse. Well, it'll happen, man. That's it's part of fantasy football, unfortunately. And um, so what we're going to do today is, is we're going to have kind of a, our first draft recap. Um, we've all been in a, a number of drafts here in, uh, once we get the season rolling, including our listener league, uh, which happened last night, which we'll get into in a future episode. But we're very excited um, getting Curly on for the first time here. We'll, we'll be checking in with you over the season, uh, which we're excited about. But uh, to get into this, we're going to recap our league of record, which we've been in for about 10 years together. Um, I know that Daniel's taken home a couple championships, including last year's prize. Um, I've, oh. I've been very close a number of times, actually split a championship in 2011. Um, and uh, Curly is, is still looking for the first one here, but we've all been competitive for many years and, and we're looking forward to getting into this. So. Shot. One opportunity sees everything you ever wanted. One moment that you capture, just let it slip. Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on Oh, sh- here we go. It's on. It's going down. It's going down. It's real. It's real. You know, it's happening. We all knew this day would come. It's inevitable. This is not a drill, soldier. Time to nut up or shut up. All right. You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. All right, we're taking it up a notch. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a what we're going to do is go through each round and quickly explain our picks and, and kind of why we, why we went there or maybe we passed on somebody else. And, and uh, to give some listeners perspective, uh, this is a 12-team full PPR. Uh, Curly had the second pick overall. I had the fourth, and Daniel had the seventh. So, Curly, why don't you kick us off, man? You had, uh, you had the number two pick overall. I don't think it's a huge surprise, but who do you end up with? Sure. Yeah, it was up. Uh, it was between Todd Gurley and Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, easy decision with Todd Gurley, especially with Zeke's uh, offensive line issues. Right. And I, I think, you know, the, the listeners know that I'm a little bit on the fence with that. I have backed off Zeke a little bit because of the offensive line, but I definitely love him. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong with uh, Todd Gurley and uh, Lev Bell was taken first off the board. Although, um, I think we all know at this point that that uh, might turn out to be kind of a sketch pick here. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll, get be- we'll get to uh, James Conner here, I think, uh, in a little bit in this episode. But, um, Todd uh, Gurley, your first pick, which is, I think is great. Can't go wrong there. Um, Zeke was picked third, and I followed up with A.B. Uh, he's my dog in a full PPR. I can't, I can't go away from him. Um, also, uh, we do have keepers in our league, so the ADPs here in the draft picture might be a little screwy for people uh, paying attention here. So things are kind of silly as far as normal draft boards. So some of these picks have to do with that. But um, I went with Antonio Brown. He was the best player available. A lot of the running backs are already gone to keepers. And um, assuming he stays healthy, 
uh, he's going to be a beast. And he was carrying my team with 300 points ahead of everybody else last year before he went down. And I ended up eventually getting knocked out of the playoffs. But um, AB is a machine, so I, I couldn't go wrong there. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Odell followed after that. And then, um, Daniel, that was your pick. Yeah, so I did I did something, quite frankly, that I didn't really want to do uh, with the seventh <laughs> overall pick. I took, I took Melvin Gordon. Uh, so as, as uh, Sky just mentioned, we do play in a keeper league. And here, including so – the, so the first four picks four, – uh, four out of the five first picks, I should say uh, – four out of the six first picks, excuse me, were Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott, and Saquon Barkley. Now, here's all the other run, running backs who were kept by various people in our league. David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey – Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and uh, Alvin Kamara were all off the board by the time I had to pick at number seven. Um, so I felt like I couldn't, and there's a pretty steep drop between, you know, Melvin Gordon and then the next several backs, Devontae Freeman, uh, Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake, maybe Joe Mixon. Um, so uh, so I kind of felt in some sense, uh, and it found it necessary to take uh, Gordon so I could at least get something of a decent uh, stable running back. And I don't even necessarily like Melvin Gordon that much. Um, he's, he's not particularly efficient, but he does get touches. He saw uh, 20 plus touches in each of his last eight games last season. Um, he's they've, they've said that they're going to get him more involved in the passing game, especially with Hunter Henry out of commission. Um, so I do think he's, he's going to provide value just by uh, uh, opportunity alone, but I don't find him to be the most efficient or talented running back. So, uh, it's probably the first time I think in, I've ever been kind of felt this weird about a first round pick, but, mm. uh, but nevertheless, I did, I still stand by it as the right call. I think it is the right call. And, and we were discussing pr- before the draft that pretty much you had to go Melvin Gordon or uh, one of the receivers, you know, Julio, Michael Thomas, um, you know, somebody like that Keenan Allen, maybe uh, who were available, which, you know, in a full PPR, you can't really argue with any of these, but with all those running backs gone, you would have had no chance to grab any running back um, of top caliber in your second round. Uh, so I, I think it was the right call. And again, you know, Melvin Gordon's one of those rare backs, man. He saw 80 targets, like 83 targets, I believe last year, which is uh, just insane. So, you know, if he catches half of those balls, he's, he's going to have, you know, more catches than, than probably everybody except for maybe three or four backs in the entire league. So I think that's a really good call. Um, following you up was uh, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard jumped up into the first round because again, we had keepers and the player that picked him actually kept Kareem Hunt in the second round. So he won Jordan Howard. Um, David Johnson was the keeper as the last pick in the first round, which is a hell of a keep there. Um, circling back around, Keenan Allen, Kareem Hunt was the um, keeper in the second round. Adam Thielen, Leonard Fournette, also a keeper in the second round. A.J. Green, and then we're back to you, Daniel, for your second round pick. Yep, and I took uh, the tried-and-true Gronk as the first tight end off the board. Um, he was actually, in retrospect, if I had to do this all over again, he would have been my keeper. I had him in the third round last year, and I could have mm. kept him at that value and then taken somebody else in the second. Um, so in retrospect, I, I actually wish I had made that decision. I'll talk about my keeper pick later. But um, but uh, I don't think he's the unquestioned king of tight ends anymore with, with Travis Kelsey or uh, Zach Ertz. Um, uh, you know, uh, increasingly kind of making gains, but he still reclaimed the throne of, of, of the most valuable tight end in fantasy last year, beat Travis Kelsey by a skinny margin of 3.8 points. Um, or actually, I think that might have been in standard league, so it may have been slightly different in PPR. But, um, but he's, I mean, I don't think there's still anybody, uh, any tight end that can match his sort of TD uh, potential. 
you know, his, his yardage potential, obviously he's going to, as long as he's on the field, uh, he's going to be a favorite target of Tom Brady. Um, that is the, the big concern, of course, though, as long as he's on the field and whether or not he'll be able to stay healthy uh, is, a, is, a, is always a question with Bronk. But uh, I kind of uh, sort of drafted for that later, as you'll see in, uh, in my second tight end pick much later in the draft. I sort of have a contingency. But um, nevertheless, I, I, love, I love where I got Gronk. Um, I think he, he definitely can be a difference maker. So, um, so overall satisfied with the pick. Yeah, and when he when he plays, uh, you have a high percentage chance of winning your week because of him. So I, I I don't think you can go wrong with Gronk, and as long as you back him up, which you did later in the draft, I think you're just safe there. And and honestly, I was pretty bummed because we were coming back. We're only three picks away from me, so Mike Evans was picked after you, and then Stephon Diggs right before me. And I was actually pretty bummed uh, before the draft. Um, I knew I was getting a B early and kind of just you know doing some mocks. I, I had a good. I had basically, I was looking at Rob Gronkowski, Stefan Diggs, Jordan Howard, and Joe Mixon in that order in the second round. And I was very confident that one of them would fall to me. Um, and I just, <laughs> I, I just escaped. I just escaped with Joe Mixon. I was, I was a little bit worried about it because, um, Curly, we'll talk about your pick here in a second, but, but I, I wasn't really feeling a running back after that. And um, I knew, uh, you know, with my keeper, who I'll go over in, in a while, um, I knew that I was going to want another running back to get some catches and to be a bell cow and stuff like that. And he was really the last one left, I thought, in that top top tier range. So um, I went with Joe Mixon, and um, I'm not super. I'm I'm definitely not disappointed in it. I, I would have rather had uh, you know Gronkowski or Diggs, um, to be perfectly honest. And Jordan Howard went really early because of the keepers and stuff. But um, I think Joe Mixon is going to be great, and as long as his offensive line can stay together. And um, they can they can move the ball a little bit in uh, Cincinnati. I think he'll be okay. Obviously, none of us love that Cincinnati offense, but um, b- since Bill Lazor's taken over there, they really changed up in the last half of the season last year. So um, I, I really there's a lot of comparables from Joe Mixon to Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, we're not going to get too crazy here, um, but I think what everyone's trying to make the point of is that the talent is there. Uh, obviously, the statistics you can't even compare. But the talent itself is there. So if Joe Mixon can get off to a, a good start, I think he'll be a beast. So I went Joe Mixon with my second pick. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was after me. He was actually the keeper um, in the second round. And then, uh, Curly, we were on to your second round pick. Uh, yes. So I was also targeting Stefan Diggs and Joe Mixon and also Jordan Howard, actually. Uh, Sky, I think Sky and I uh, had a lot of the same targets. Um, uh, one of the major differences with Joe Mixon and Le'Veon Bell is, uh, I think, the entire offense. Yeah, with the, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have Joe Mixon. <laughs> I have Joe Mixon on another team, and like right after I drafted him, I, I like it. But God, the Bengals' offense—they look so similar to last year, and that makes me pretty nervous. So, but I'm rooting for him. So hopefully, it turns out okay. So I was—I uh, picked up Kenyon Drake in the second round. Um, I have. My keeper was uh, is Devonte Adams in the third round, and all the mock drafts I was doing, um, every time I would pick up a wide receiver in the second round, um, it was really hard to catch up on running backs. So I knew I really wanted to go running back, but Joe Mixon was taken right before me. Um, so it was really between Kenyon Drake. Um, I thought Royce, Royce Freeman was already off the board, so it was between Drake. Um, Alex Collins, and I think that's pretty much about it. Um, so yeah, I went with the, I went with Kenyon Drake, 
you know, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm a little worried, um, but I backed him up uh, with Kalen Bellage as a handcuff later on. But yeah, I mean, they, my dude, dog. the dude is lining up as a wide receiver. He's going to catch passes. I don't know what the Dolphins offense is going to look like, but uh, I think there's a huge upside to Kenyon Drake. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. It's a little bit of a reach in the second, but again, we're playing keepers and and my third round pick is Devontae Adams. So I'm not going to see another pick for like 20 something guys and all the running backs would have been gone by then. So I'm fine with reaching a little bit with Kenyon Drake there. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, I mean, the listeners know by now that, that uh, Daniel and I are definitely split on, on Kenyon Drake. We've had him in, in a variety of different categories and I've been a little bit more on the downside and, and Daniel's been more on the uptick. So I think, you know, you're kind of in the middle here and, and considering the circumstances, I actually, I liked the pick. Um, I might've gone Royce Freeman there. I do like Alex Collins a lot too. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't hate it. And you know, you did, you did take one of my deep sleepers there and, and, uh, Kalen, or sorry, Kalen Balaj, uh, late, which I think is really smart. Um, I think great, you know, Gore's going to get his touches, but he's not going to be around too much. I'm not worried. Of, yeah. I'm not worried about Frank at, Gore. At the end of the season, I think <laughs> Kalen Balaj might jump in there, but yeah. going to need to learn how to block a guy or two though. Yeah. Right. right. He's going to, yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. That's true. Yeah. He looks a little sloppy. I'm bummed on that, but I think he, I think that talent will win out eventually. So. All right, so you're up with uh, Gurley and Drake, and uh, we had Tyreek Hill after that. We had Tom Brady kept in the third round from last year, and then you had uh, Devontae Adams, who was your pick, and Royce Freeman, and I picked Aaron Rodgers in the third round. Um, I know the hot thing this year is to pick a uh, pick a quarterback, you know, late, wait on quarterbacks, do all those things, but again, we're playing keepers. Things are a little bit different. I've been super high on Breeze. I'm high on Deshaun Watson. I like a lot of the quarterbacks, but Basically, I went into the draft thinking with the scenario of our keepers, if Rodgers was available in the third round, I wasn't going to overthink it. I'm taking him. Um, in my opinion, he's the best in the game when he's healthy. Um, we also play kind of boosted up scoring in our particular league, which some listeners may also. So a 40-yard uh, touchdown is four extra points. A 50-yard touchdown is five extra points. And he, you know, has those chucks. So I like that pick. Obviously, Brady was already off the board there, and I knew that eventually in our league – quarterbacks were going to start to run and I just didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket with Breeze later just in case he didn't fall to me so I uh I went for Rodgers and I'm 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 pretty stoked about it uh DeAndre Hopkins uh was picked after me he was the keeper in the third round LaShawn McCoy and then uh Daniel we're on to your third round pick yeah so this is getting into sort of my favorite part of my draft in these like this is you'll you'll see that my team is probably the the least sexy fantasy team in fantasy football freaking history. <laughs> uh, but I love all these, I like I think these players are these solid guys that that rack up fantasy points and uh, and can can give give a team a huge chance to win. So my third round pick, well, I was thrilled that I got in the third round, third round uh, is T Y Hilton. I think Sky, you and I have talked about Hilton a bit. I know you probably disagree, but I think he's probably one of the biggest positive regression candidates. Uh, this year I think anybody who passes on drafting him solely based on what he did last year is crazy Um, with even if Andrew Luck doesn't isn't 2016 Andrew Luck uh, and he's more akin to what he did maybe the year or two before that um, T.Y. Hilton is going he's still a freak athlete Uh, he's still uh, one of the fastest receivers in the game Um, and I think uh, uh, he's 
I think a, a really solid bet to return at least third round value. And I, I, I think he'll return something closer to second may even finish as a wide receiver one. I did rank him in my top 12. Um, he's going to be a roller coaster ride. He definitely has uh, some, some, he, his, his weeks tend to go up and down. Um, so he has some risk involved there too, but, but I love T Y Hilton. I still think he's hugely talented. Um, and I think he's going to return in a big way this year. Cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, we've gone back and forth on T.Y. Hilton, obviously, too. And I was obviously far, uh, you know, far less interested when when Luck um, was still throwing high school footballs a few weeks ago. But now that Luck's back, he looks okay. Um, My biggest concern with T.Y. is just that uh, Luck has yet to throw the ball down the field in preseason. I don't think he's not going to for the for for the season. But um, that was a little bit um, nerve-wracking for me a little bit. And first of all, I'm just not – I wasn't going to target him personally. But I don't hate the pick at where you got him. Um, getting him in the third round and having those boom-bust abilities with his big play. I just mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, we have the uh, extended point values in our league in particular with the uh, 40 and 50-yard touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton um, is, is, you know, kind of the, uh, the OG Tyreek Hill here. Um, and yeah. so, you know, he's going to get you three or four 60 yard touchdowns, uh, if luck stays healthy and you're probably going to win your week solely on that catch sometimes. Right. I mean, sometimes those are 20, 20, pl- uh, 20 plus point plays. So, um, he's boomer bust. Uh, I just, he, he, he's not my cup of tea, but, um, in the third round with what you already have around him, I, I thought that was a, that was a good call. Um, knocking out the, the wrap around here. We had Derek Henry, Alex Collins, Dalvin cook was kept in the third round, uh, Jarvis Landry, Jay Ajayi, Zach Ertz in the fourth round, which I thought was, was a steal. Um, Doug Baldwin, who we've gone back and forth on as well. Uh, Mark Ingram, <clears throat> Juju Smith-Schuster, and Amari Cooper heading back to you with your fourth round pick. Yep. Uh, continuing the trend of, of <laughs> established veterans, in this case, really established. Uh, I'm going, I'm, I went with Larry Fitzgerald in the fourth round, who I also think quite frankly is a steal. Um, he's the, the fine wine of the national football league. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. The Cabernet. He is an aged Cabernet. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Perhaps a Pinot. Um, he has accumulated in the last three years, 109, 107 and 109 receptions. Um, his, Uh, And that, you know, he's done what he's been able to do with uh, last year, at least with some downright awful quarterback play. And for the most part, Drew Stanton. And now I I granted their, their situation is still uncertain this year. Obviously it's not Sam Bradford's limited and uh, you know, nobody knows what Josh Rosen's going to do. But I still think either of those two guys is a solid bet to be an upgrade on what they were dealing with last year. Um, And so I think he's going to be, Assuming he still has one more year left in, in those legs, which I think he does, I think he's going to be continue to, to be able to churn out elite production this year. He was less than 100 yards away, too. Uh, or, I'm sorry, less than 100 catches away. Um, right. So, uh, from second all time, I believe. And, and um, he'll get that this year, assuming he stays healthy. And I think Sam Bradford fits him really, really well. Um, and I think he'll be perfect for Josh Rosen as well. Um, and he'll be able to sculpt uh, Christian Kirk. So, I think it's a great call, man. Honestly, I had him targeted for my fourth round pick. He didn't make it, obviously, your three uh, in front of me, but he was definitely going to be my pick in the fourth round if he fell that far. And in a full PPR league, for him to even make it to the fourth round um, was crazy. So I think that's a I think that's a steal for you. And he keeps that balance on your team where you're you're you know looking for explosions from T.Y. Hilton. You're also going to eat it 
from T.Y. Hilton a couple times too. Right. And right. Um, I think Larry's going to give you that, that quality floor. So I, I, I love the pick, man. I love Larry. And I, and I, I think it's something that's important to talk about with this, with this type of thing is that you pay to, looking at some of the, the receivers who were drafted ahead of me is a lot of these guys paid what I call a kind of a fun tax or a sexy tax for, for guys like Juju Smith Schuster, who's sort of younger. And I think presents, you know, obviously an impressive amount of upside. Uh, Stefan Diggs, same thing. Tyreek Hill, same thing. Um, but I would, I, I think Fitzgerald would probably out earn all these guys. He's just less sexy. Yeah, he's a machine, um, dude. Machine. You know, so so I think the the fun tax is something in in that I think is uh, a thing in fantasy football that that I try not to fall prey to. So sure. So moving on, we had Lamar Miller uh, come up in the fourth round. We had Dion Lewis uh, next, and then it was my pick, and I kind of struggled. Here, um, I think honestly, this one pick here in the fourth round was was the one that gave me the most trouble the entire draft. I feel like the rest of I my was, draft was actually yeah, really I solid. Um, I just, for some reason, man, I had this weird, I had this weird kind of situation. I, I couldn't. I really wanted to go Josh Gordon. I should have gone Josh Gordon, and now I'm looking at it. I wanted Josh Gordon, but at that time, you don't know who you're going to get, right? I'm in the fourth round. I have no idea who my who my picks are actually going to be the rest of the draft. My draft turned out really well, and I'm stoked mm-hmm. where Josh Gordon and his risk would have worked out for me, but I didn't know that was going to happen at the time. So I went a little bit safer, and I went with Golden Tate, who I don't hate, but I think Golden Tate is kind of a Larry Fitzgerald without the touchdown upside. Um, you know, Larry's not going to be breaking off his, his uh, you know, 70-yard slants anymore, most likely, but – He's still a big body, and he, he could catch six to eight touchdowns um, if they use him down in the goal line. Now, Golden Tate is going to be good for 90 to 100 receptions, which is great. Hopefully, you know, 800, 900 yards, which is a great floor. And I think he's kind of he's kind of my uh, my floor for my next round pick, which I'll get to in a second, who's a boom-bust guy. But I wanted Josh Gordon. I think he would have fit better. But I went with Golden Tate here, and I actually almost went with uh, Marvin Jones, um, over Junior. Golden Tate here, Marvin Jones Jr. Excuse me, over Golden <laughs> Tate, but I went with Golden Tate for some, uh, for some, you know, solidifying my floor here. So, picked right after me with Josh Gordon, um, and then uh, Curly, we went into your your fourth round pick here with with the Beast. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by your Golden Tate pick, so I was quite curious as to your explanation. And yeah, yeah, he's not the worst, but you know, it's not no exciting upside or you know. In a keeper league, too, he's not the most exciting fourth-round pick. But, eh, you know, he's on the he, – he's on a good offense with the, uh, with the Lions. Um, okay, so coming around with the fourth-round uh, fourth pick to me. Uh, so I, I'm looking at it, and I have a fourth-round pick, and then right after the fourth round, it wraps right back around to me uh, for a fifth-round pick. So I, I have back-to-back picks pretty much. So I'm pretty much looking at it like I'm going running back wide receiver. Um, so I scanned running back real fast and Marshawn Lynch was on the board and then there was nobody for like 10 or 15 running backs that I had interest in interest in it's Marshawn Lynch um, after him Alfred Morris and then it goes about 10 picks to Rex Rex Burkhead um, Adrian Peterson so uh, you know looking at all those guys I knew I had to grab Marshawn Lynch because he's a beast um, I think he's going to have a solid first half and then, I, you know, halfway through the season, 
I can think about maybe trading Trade him. him away yeah. to maybe Mundus to pick up Jack Doyle if I need a tight end. <laughs> oh, uh, hopefully I won't need a quarterback that badly. I can, I'm not worried about quarterback. I can stream quarterbacks, but I think he's an awesome trade trade away candidate. If uh, uh, we'll talk about my tight end in a, a few more rounds, he's a little risky, but uh, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, he's solid for the first handful of games and then I can trade him away if I need to. Yeah, I, li- I like the pick. He's he's uh, he's definitely going to get the work early. We'll see what happens with Doug Martin, but I like uh, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Cooks and uh, Alfred Morris um, came up in the fifth round, obviously with McKinnon out. Uh, news hit the draft room uh, just in time. Uh, so Alfred Morris jumped all the way up into the fifth round for us. And um, – Man, <laughs> the guy that well, the guy that the guy that picked him knows that there's a handful of 49er fans on, in this league. So um, uh, I was I wasn't going to pick uh, Alfred Morris in the fifth or sixth round, but if he was around in the seventh, eighth, or ninth, I definitely would have scooped him. So yeah, um, I think that was a good pick. But uh, we're wrapping back to you for your um, for your uh, fifth round pick, and um, let's maybe uh, let's maybe pick up the pace a little bit here on these. Sure, sure, sure. So we can crush the draft. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fifth round oh, real quick on that note too. Our draft was pretty crazy. Guys were just reaching hardcore. You have so to, I, man. There's keepers. I, it's different. <laughs> I know, but still, I think there was a little too much reaching. So I kind of just sat back and I, don't know, I just, I just stayed to my game plan. Okay. So fifth round coming back after I picked Marshawn Lynch, I knew I needed a wide receiver. It was pretty much between Marvin Jones Jr. And Chris Hogan. Um, I like both of them a lot. Chris, I, I don't know. I've, I've done New, Eng- New England wide receivers before, and it never works out. Um, so I, I, I went with Marvin Jones Jr. <laughs> That's an amazing explanation. <laughs> I love Chris Hogan, but like, I, it's so hard to trust New England wide receivers. Like, I can trust tight ends. Running backs are hit and miss. Um, uh, I had uh, – um, LeGarrette Blunt, that you know, a few years ago when he had his awesome year for New England, but man, I just don't trust uh, New England wide receivers, so I went with Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy oh. likes to spread it around for sure, and and I think Hogan's going to be great for about four weeks, but once Edelman gets back, um, Edelman's going to be Edelman unless mm. he gets hurt. So, um, I, I like your pick here. Like I said, with my previous pick, I almost picked Marvin Jones over Golden Tate, I just wanted that floor because AB is a beast, obviously. Um, but my next pick um, was uh, Marquise Goodwin, which I was actually pretty stoked about because once I picked uh, Golden Tate, um, I was a little bit – and then – so first of all, I, I picked Golden Tate, and just in the ADP and the, and the ranks we're all looking at and shit, I thought that, like – I thought Josh Gordon could potentially fall to me in about six picks later. I could pick him up in the fifth round and make up for it. So he literally got picked the pick after I passed on him, which is just always stabs the worst, you know, when you do that. So – Anyway, I was pretty bummed, but my next like biggest boomer bus guy who looks amazing in the preseason, I just have to had to get a niner on there somewhere. So I got Marquise Goodwin, and I feel good about that. And he's kind of my T.Y. Hilton, where um, I know that I'm going to eat it, you know, half of these weeks, but the other half of these weeks, um, he could straight up win me a week. And coupling him with a healthy Antonio Brown, I think I'm pretty pretty set at receiver with the with the big plays. And so Tate was kind of a nice floor guy. So I want Marquise Goodwin there. Demarius Thomas was uh, taken after that, and Travis Kelsey was kept all the way down in the fifth round. And I think uh, listeners listeners will start – if you don't play keepers, uh, listeners, this is kind of where the fun starts to kick in uh, here. When you start hearing some of these names, you're like, hey, what happened to – where's this guy? Where's that guy? Well, they're probably coming up later in the draft here. So Travis 
who's probably a consensus, what, second round, early third round in most drafts this year. He's down here in the middle of the fifth. Uh, he was picked, and then Daniel had his fifth pick. Russell Wilson, end of story, done. I've, 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 been, I've been calling the virtues of Russell, Russell Wilson for like this, the entirety of the existence of this podcast, so I'll go ahead and leave it there. Uh, I, I think he's, he's as, as solid and stable as they come. Uh, uh, so he's my guy, for sure. I knew I was going to get him going in, and I did. I am so excited that you picked Russell Wilson so that we can battle this entire podcast. This is, this is very exciting for me. I am bummed that I didn't get Drew Brees, which I'm going to get to here in a second. But um, when, you picked, when you picked him, I just knew that, uh, that our, our podcast just picked up a little bit of steam. So I, I appreciate that. Good work. I'll save my – I've done enough Russell Wilson bashing. I'll save it for, for a few podcasts. Um, following Russell Wilson's pick looping around to you, we had – Allen Robinson, Cam Newton, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Watson, Rex Burkhead, Michael Crabtree, AP jumped all the way up into the second round, Corey Davis, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, and then you uh, we're back to you, Daniel, with your sixth round pick. Yeah, I took Jamison Crowder, who was this was uh, kind it. of if I, I, I wasn't on you know entirely uh, you know full steam into this pick, but I, I do like them. I do like the guy a lot. Um, I think he fits perfectly with Alex Smith. Alex Smith is notorious for throwing to wide receivers only when they have separation. And that is Crowder's game. He created uh, three. Well, he was one of the, I think the leaders last year in terms of average separation for play. Um, so I think he's going to be Alex Smith's top target. Um, but he's also looked downright terrible. First, <laughs> like first six games, what he got, he like fumbled like four times. And he got only like 150 yards of receiving or something along those lines. But then the second half of the year, he totally just flipped a switch and was an absolute beast. So I'm hoping I drafted that Jamison Crowder, not first half Jamison Crowder. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I think you did. I, I love Jamison Crowder in general. I know that's been Curly's guy for a while. And, and um, you know, I think he's going to be really great there with Al Smith. I think that's a perfect receiver for Alex Smith. And I think last year he it kind of came out late that he was – Definitely, he was battling some uh, some injuries kind of through the preseason and into the early part of the season. So he started off slow, but um, I I think uh, I, I mean I think Curly, you drafted another Washington receiver later on. We'll talk about, but I think personally that Jamison Crowder is going to be the the top receiver there in Washington. I think that um, Alex Smith it just fits his game perfectly. So um, I like the pick, and I would have grabbed him if you made it to me. Uh, following that pick was Alshon Jeffrey, and then I was all ready to do the the unthinkable, ridiculous, don't do this pick. And I was definitely going to pick Drew Brees 100% in the sixth round and have Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees in a one quarterback league. This is not a two quarterback league. It's not a super flex. I was just going to do it so that I had both guys and I could swap them out. And if anything happened to Rodgers, I'd be good to go. I was going to make that move. I had it set and he was taken right before me. Drew Brees was. So here I am sitting, um, I knew that I had a couple running backs still on the board and my keeper later on in the draft is a running back. So I have three receivers, two running backs and Aaron Rodgers at this point. And I'm looking at the receivers and they're looking pretty solid. Um, Cooper cup, Sammy Watkins, uh, some of these guys, but I'm just not really feeling it in tight ends. I knew we're going to go pretty soon here. So I reached, honestly, I think probably a couple of rounds to be honest, but I reached here and I went with Trey Burton. Um, I just think he's going to have a big season this year uh, that the bears have, targeted the hell out of him in the preseason. I think he's a perfect fit for Trubisky and uh, Matt Nagy coming over from Kansas city, um, you know, obviously spoiled 
uh, Travis Kelsey with targets for, for the couple of years there. So feel really good about um, Trey Burton. So I reached for him a little bit in my sixth round. And uh, Cooper Cup was picked after me. And then Curly, you were back on the clock in the sixth round. Uh, Sammy Watkins. I love it. I love guess, it. I, I can see guess it. How old, guess how old Sammy Watkins is. I know he's young. I'm going to say 24. Uh, 25. But... 25. Okay. He feels old. He feels old. Though. It's crazy. Well, he's yeah. been in, he's been around for about three or four years. I think this is his fourth season. Um, so yeah, with Sammy Watkins, it was a it was between Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Will Fuller, the fifth, uh, Randall Cobb, and so on. Um, I've got Devonte. I've got what's that? Thank God you didn't go with Robert Woods. Is my guy to to. <laughs> For, I don't know why. I just like to crap on Robert Woods. <laughs> I was not targeting Woods. Um, but <laughs> since I have Devontae Adams, a super solid wide receiver, Marvin Jones, he's pretty solid. A little bit of regression this year, possibly, but I think he'll be solid. Um, but, yeah, I felt like I could take a little bit of a, a risk on Sammy Watkins. Um, I think if he turns it around, he could be a top 10 wide receiver easily. Um, I'm a little concerned, you know, Kansas city is loaded of weapons, so he will have to compete for targets, but, uh, and he's got a young quarterback, a new quarterback, but, but yeah, I, I'm really excited about that pick. And I think that there's a ton of upside. I agree, man. I don't think Sammy Watkins is had a fair chance yet. The one year he did have with, uh, Terod Taylor in Buffalo, uh, before he got hurt, he was a beast. Um, I, I mean, Sammy Watkins was an animal in college and coming out, he was a top prospect and I think he's been hurt. He joined the Rams super late last year, didn't even have a chance and they used him as a decoy. Uh, he was pretty much just a goal line touchdown guy, which is cool for fantasy, but it wasn't really a integral receiver. I think he's going to be great with this Kansas City um, in, uh, offense and I think he'll balance Tariq Hill a lot. So I like the pick. I was actually considering him over uh, Trey Burton. I just reached on tight end to make sure I got my guy there. So I like the pick. Um, looping around quick, uh, Tevin Coleman and Robert Woods did go, and then it was uh, back to you at the seventh. Yeah, back to me for the seventh round. I picked up Jordan Reed. Uh, this was my breakdown moment <laughs> of the draft. <laughs> I was. I, I wondered no about that. I wondered about Dude, that. I was. Hurt. I know. I, I think I took a few minutes to submit my pick. Um, <laughs> Well, I was planning on going seventh round wide, or seventh round wide, uh, seventh round tight end with Trey Burton, because what I have please? like this, because I have the seventh overall pick or the uh, second overall pick in the seventh round. So I, I figured nobody's grabbing Trey Burton in the sixth round, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so Sky picked up Trey Burton before me, and all of a sudden I'm realizing like I, I need to pick a tight end in the seventh round. Otherwise, it's going to be down to like David and Joku and, you know, and later. Um, so it was between Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram. It was a really hard choice. I don't like Delaney Walker. Uh, I like him, but he's injured. I think it's, it sounds like he's injured and I don't trust him. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is solid, but to no upside. Seven, There's no upside. There's no upside. And in the seventh round, that's way too early for Kyle Rudolph. Evan Ingram, he's solid, but, you know, everybody's counting on regression this year. And, again, same thing. There's so many weapons on the Giants' offense. Uh, it's going to be hard for Ingram to get his share. So, Jordan Reed, yeah, he's, he's got top five upside, but he's a huge risk. 
So, yeah, I decided to go for it. Why not? It's, you know, it's fantasy football. Have some fun. So I like it in, in Al Smith's offense, man. I like it a lot. And again, if he, you know, he's either going to give you three games or he'll give you 12, hopefully. And uh, I made, I made a case. <laughs> well, hopefully 16. <laughs> well, sure. I made a, I made a case on a previous podcast. Let's not get carried away with 16. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and I, made a, I made a case in a previous podcast, uh, you know, batting for uh, Jordan Reed, and um, Daniel went the other way. And, and rightfully so, man. He's one of these guys who could win or lose your league, you know. So, certainly. Um, and uh, I like the pick. It's definitely a bit, little bit of a reach, uh, but I think that you were kind of in a cop between a rock and a hard place there. And I might have considered a little bit harder Evan Ingram at that point, but um, I think you make a good call there, and I think uh, – you know, Jordan Reed, if he hits, man, you're going to be stoked. And if he doesn't, you're going to pick someone off waivers anyway. So, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if, if Al Smith wasn't there, I probably would have gone to Evan Ingram. But Al Smith loves tight ends. Yeah, man, and, he does. It's a and, perfect short. And, and news is that Jordan Reed looks the healthiest he's looks looked good. in a long yeah, yeah. time. So, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you've got to gamble a little bit in fantasy. So. I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, buzzing through the next couple, uh, Delaney Walker did go right after you. I scooped up on Johnson, which I think, again, was uh, – well, in the seventh round, I don't think is necessarily a reach. Um, but if, if uh, you know – Folks are paying attention here. I think technically he's still third on the depth chart, which will probably happen for the first couple of weeks. I just think that he's easily the most talented back in the backfield. Um, everybody else has their role. Blunt is going to be a goal line guy. Uh, he'll get first crack to start the season, but he's a goal line guy. Theo Riddick's a pass catcher. Amir Abdullah somehow still is on the team, but he's shown over a couple of years he's not the guy. So I plan on sitting on carry on Johnson for at least four, five, six weeks and see what happens. I really believe that mid season he'll be, he'll be the guy in uh, Detroit and hopefully uh, bring back some rushing game there. So um, I like that picket with carry on Johnson after a handful of uh, non running backs in the first uh, six picks. So um, when carry on Johnson in the the, uh, seventh round and then Kyle Rudolph and Duke Johnson jr. Went off uh, after that. And then Daniel, we were on to your seventh pick. Yeah, and here begins my string of of not particularly talented pass catching backs. Although my next my, <laughs> my my next round pick, I think, actually is kind of an exception to that. But in the seventh round, I took Chris Thompson, who just for the record, he actually averaged more yards per touch than Alvin Kamara did last year. Who everyone always talks about Kamara's efficiency, and he is ridiculous. But Thompson actually inexplicably was more efficient when he was on the field, but he broke his leg. Uh, he's due for some touchdown regression and he's under a new quarterback, but I still like, I like these guys, these kind of, uh, uh, you know, relatively high floor pass catching backs and PPR leagues who, you know, that they're going to, at the very least, they're going to catch a few passes where it'll get you, get you a few points. And they're a guy that you could sort of plug in. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, w- I was hoping that there would be, I, I, I was kind of shocked that there was so little running action at this, this late at this point in the draft. Um, but so he's, he's the second running back I took off the board, which is hardly ideal. Um, but, uh, you know, he is some, somebody that I think might be a relatively stable source of at least a decent number of points. So, um, so I do like him. I like Chris Thompson a lot, but it's not ideal at this point. Yeah, if he stays healthy, man, I think he's going to be a hit. We saw what he did in the first part of last year. And, um, again, he's certainly a risk. I mean, you, you know, he did uh, <laughs> tear up his leg, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens. Also, all of a sudden, um, you know, the legend Adrian Peterson is in the backfield all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely taking away some, you know, say what you want at this point of his career. But the point is, you know, he still runs just as hard as anybody else in the league. And he's definitely going to get those first down cracks. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan's still there. Um, 
you know, fit Rob Kelly is is in the building as well. So there's a there's a bunch going on, but um, I think it's a good call uh, if he hits. Uh, yeah, I just hope that Alex Smith uh, dump dumps it off to him a few times a game, and I'll be which I'm I'm sure he will. Uh, after that, after that, the uh, handful of picks wrapping back to you was uh, Peyton Barber, Isaiah Crowell, Evan Ingram finally goes, which I was really surprised he went this late. Um, he went back half of the seventh round after all these tight ends. Um, he's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth tight end off the board. I think a lot of people had him as a top five um, preseason pick, so that was kind of an interesting uh, situation mm-hmm. there. But Evan Ingram <clears throat> off the board there, Nelson Aguilar. Will Fuller V or five, if you're keeping track at home there. Uh, and then wrapping back around was Carlos Hyde, um, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, Marlon Mack, and then back to your pick, Daniel, in the eighth round. In the eighth round, this is a pick I love. Um, I took Tariq Cohen, who is, is uh, listed as a running back, but I think we can go ahead and almost call him a receiver at this point. Uh, Matt Nagy's even said as much that he's, he really should be listed as a, RB slash WR. Um, and and uh, Matt Nagy has shown for, for quite some time now that he loves his pack, pass catching backs. And he was – last year's Bears seeming, seemed pretty intent on not utilizing talented players. But I think with Matt Nagy at the helm, I think he's a, a serious breakout threat. At the very least, I think he's going to catch a number of passes. And should anything happen to Jordan Howard, um, he, he's, a, he's an RB1. Um, instantaneously, I think. Um, so I think he he's athletic freak. Um, he's going to have a really versatile role and be involved in a bunch of different sorts of plays. So I, I actually really like Tariq Cohen at this at this point. Um, so so uh, yeah, pretty stoked on that. I think it's a great pick. Last year I took a stab on him in like the fifteenth. We play a really deep league. I think we have seventeen rounds, um, and again we play keepers. So last year I picked him in like the fifteenth or sixteenth round, like just literally a dart throw didn't know much about him and I just thought I'd keep him to see if he was a keeper possibility and he exploded the first six games of the year and I actually ended up trading him away um in a package deal to grab um I think it was uh Mike Tom- uh, Michael Thomas I think it was him and Marvin Jones or something for Michael Thomas and um I was you know that was a great great scoop up so I was pretty stoked there but um anyway I love Tariq Cohen and uh, I think he'll be great he's a great PPR uh back with the floor and I think you know he can run the ball too he's not just he's not just a, a, a pass catching back he can run the ball so I like that that pick there um Andrew Luck followed that up Chris Carson went uh to the resident Seahawks fan uh in the league and then I followed that up with Sterling Shepard um this was straight up just kind of a, a floor um almost like Odell handcuff uh, in, in my mind. Um, I love Odell. Obviously his talent is, is unmistakable, but I'm a little bit worried about his foot. Um, he looks great in preseason and all that, but if anything were to happen to him, like it did last year, uh, Sterling Shepard did show signs of being able to handle a wide receiver one role. And I love his, um, you know, nice solid floor there. I'm probably not going to be starting him any weeks over AB obviously, but Marquise Goodwin or, um, you know, Golden Tate. However, I think he does have a nice floor in a, in a, in a flex position. So um, I like that a lot. And uh, Pat Shermer has done wonders the last couple of years with Adam Thielen in Minnesota. So I really like um, getting uh, Sterling Shepard there as my fourth receiver uh, in the eighth round. So I like that pick a lot. Um, Devin Funches went after that. And then uh, Curly, you went, uh, you went with your Patrick quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Mah- What's up, Holmes? Um, 
Yeah, I know you. <laughs> What's up, Holmes? I know you two aren't too crazy about uh, the Patrick Mahomes pick. This, this. What's that? I said on the contrary. I, I I gushed over him last week. I just think the eighth round is nuts. <laughs> right, the eighth round is a little early, totally. But again, like I saw every I saw everybody reaching and reaching through the first seven rounds, and I kind of just sat back and got the guys that I was planning on getting and I felt like I had solid depth um, plus I felt yeah I, I really like Mahomes became my guy about a week ago because I've been really struggling to figure out which quarterback I like this year uh, it's been pretty tough um, so Mahomes became my, my guy about a week ago and in just about every draft mock draft and real draft that I've done he's he's been going earlier and earlier eighth and ninth round um so I felt like if I did not grab him in the eighth round that he would be long gone by the time um, I got back to him. Uh, so yeah, that was the one, one guy that I reached for a, a little bit <laughs> in this draft, but I'm, I'm excited about him. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's for fantasy football. It's all fun. And, you know, you want to get the guys that you're excited about. I don't, you know, I'm not excited about Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford. So I pulled the trigger. I went with Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Look what he did with Alex Smith in that offense. That offense is loaded. They have a tough schedule, yes. Um, but again, I think Andy, Andy Reid is the perfect coach for Patrick Mahomes. He's got a rifle. He's got accuracy. Uh, I think he's going to be a monster once he gets settled in. It might take him a few weeks, but I think he'll be a monster. I love it, dude. I love it. And honestly, I mean, your team, you know, we talked at the beginning of the episode here how, how um, you know, obviously, you know what you're doing here, too. Uh, you know, um, so you, you pick you pick every year players that you think will do well and your teams usually come out well, you just get this injury bug, for whatever reason. Um, and that just kind of shakes up your entire team. But I really like your team this year. Um, in just that uh, you're kind of picking all these players who I'm not sure I would go with because I'm a little bit more on that, like, safer side with upside. But you have a lot of these players who, like, if, you know, half of your dudes hit, you're going to crush. Jordan Reed, Sammy Watkins, you know, if Marshawn Lynch has got something in the tank, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all these guys, dude, if they hit their ceilings this year, um, you're going to be a force. You know, obviously you have this risk, too, that they're, you know, if they don't, then you're going to be eating it. But um, right. I, I, like, I like the mentality here of – catching these guys and hoping to hoping to you know catch on fire here so i i dig it dude i dig it it is fantasy super ball you're right and and you you might as well you know shoot for the stars so um i i can dig it with pat mahomes obviously you know daniel and i've been back and forth just like russell wilson i'm not so much feeling it but he he was all about patrick holmes or is all about patrick holmes so i think um we can definitely uh well, I'll trade him for a tight end if I need one. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Cool. Well, um, we got Randall Cobb and Keelan Cole looping back to you, and we're at your ninth round pick. Uh, looking at Matt Breida. So it's the ninth round. I, hadn't, I haven't drafted a running back since Marshawn Lynch in the fourth round, uh, so I knew I needed to go run. Looking at Breida. Maul Williams, Aaron Jones. I like both of those guys, but they're a little iffy. Um, James White, Ronald Jones. I like Ronald Jones, but again, you kind of have to stash him uh, uh, until he gets his foot in the door there. Uh, so, yeah, I pulled the trigger on Matt Breida with McKinnon going down lately. I think I don't think he's going to be the main dude. It's definitely going to be a share. 
But still, Matt Breida in that offense in the ninth round, you can't go wrong. I like it, man. Get that, get that niner. We'll see. Yep, yep. It's a risky situation, but uh, again, he could he could potentially. There's a lot of room there now. All of a sudden, with McKinnon out. Um, following up, uh, Jamal Williams went, and uh, once Jamal, there was a lot of room, a lot of talk in the draft room. Once Jamal Williams went, that a lot of people were saying that. <laughs> Aaron Jones should have been picked before him. So um, <laughs> I went ahead and picked Aaron Jones <laughs> directly after him, which I was feeling anyway, just because I, I, I personally believe that um, obviously uh, Aaron Jones is uh, suspended for the first two games um, and he will be in a timeshare, according to Mike McCarthy, when he comes back. But again, with a lot of these running backs at this point in the draft, we're in the middle, late half of the draft. You're looking at, at, at uh, running back by committees anyway, and you're looking at um, yeah. just high upside. And look, if these guys don't pan out in three, four weeks, look to trade them uh, in a double offer or um, drop them for somebody else or just wait a little bit longer. So I'm not really tripping on that. Um, but in the ninth round, I, I really like Aaron Jones here, actually. And um, I think he's going to be putting in some pretty, pretty good numbers once he gets moving. Also, I love the idea of having Aaron Rodgers running back uh, and Aaron Rodgers on the team. So I think that'll that'll come to fruition here late in the season. So I was digging the Aaron Jones pick. Uh, Kenny Stills and Pierre Garçon went after him. And then, um, Daniel, we're up to your ninth-round pick. And once we do this, we're going to be through 10 through 17, and um, we're really going to blaze uh, through the second half of this draft. So why don't you give us your ninth-round pick, and then we'll crush out the rest of this. Uh, I took James White for some reason. Uh, <laughs> that's a good pick. I like James White. A of the Patriots offense. Hey, he got goal line work at the end of last year. He was kind of the man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's a cheap way to get a piece of the Patriots offense. Ultimately. That's my yeah. way of putting it. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, if you're playing like Super Bowl DFS, I definitely think you should uh, go all in on James White. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so following up, following up was, uh, was Rojo. Um, Ronald Jones, Michael Gallup, Kirk Cousins, David Njoku, who I really like. And actually, if uh, if um, for some reason I missed on Trey Burton and he got picked, I was going to target David Njoku. So I liked that pick uh, all the way down to the ninth round. <clears throat> Matt Stafford. And then um, circling back around, we had Jordy Nelson finally off the board in the 10th round. Matt Ryan, <laughs> Nick Chubb, Theo Riddick. And um, then we went to uh, Giovanni Bernard was picked. And then uh, I'm just going to start reading off these picks for you guys uh, so we can blaze through this here really quick. And if you'd like to jump in and say something in particular about these guys or why you picked them, feel free to cut me off. But I'm just going to speed it up a little bit here so we can get through um, sure. the, uh, the second segment here in the podcast. So um, second tight end for Daniel is, is uh, uh, Jack Doyle. And actually, I would like you to take a couple words here because I think that's a great uh, kind of a um, a necessary tight end handcuff with a uh, Gronk early. Yeah, I think not only is he a good handcuff, but I like I think where I got him in the tenth round is 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 I think relatively impressive. Um, I think he <clears throat> obviously you know the the concerns there are are Eric Ebron may end up sort of taking some of his snaps, and I think it's possible he was a master of catching these short kind of dumpy passes. So he may have been the only person on the Colts that actually benefited from Jacoby Brissett. Um, but we'll see uh, uh, what happens. I still think he has a lot of upside. We're very sure-handed. Um, I like him a lot as a, hand, as a solid handcuff for if or when Gronk uh, goes down. I do as well, man. I do as well. <clears throat> um, Ty Montgomery, Jimmy G went off the board in between you and I. And then Mike Keeper was Alvin Kamara in the 10th round. 
Uh, we've talked a couple times on the podcast um, how last year I picked him in the 10th round and I sat on him. At this time last year, Alvin Kamara was the third running back on the Saints behind Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson. And I just had this gut feeling for some reason that AP uh, – well, first of all, I didn't trust his health. I didn't know he was going to get traded, but I didn't trust his health. So I picked Kamara just to kind of sit on him like I've mentioned numerous times in the podcast. And I held on to him for the first four weeks when everybody else dropped him and gave up on him. And I had him in all three of my leagues last year. And um, he absolutely crushed. So I don't need to explain why I have Alvin Kamara. But having him in the 10th round, this is where the keepers come in. Uh, people have probably been wondering where he's been for the last two you know, the first two rounds, but I've got him all the way down to the 10th round. Really stoked on that, obviously. Big Ben goes <clears throat> after me. And then uh, Curly picked up Josh Dogson, who's uh, kind of the other uh, Washington um, Washington receiver, which I actually really like um, there. Uh, Tyler Eifert went after that. Kenny Galladay circling back to you with Jordan Wilkins. Do you want to say anything about these two picks? Uh, no, I, I like Josh Dogson. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, I really like Josh Dogson. Um, I'm on the fence about Jordan Wilkins, but – he seems like he's the only guy that's around right now. And I think, um, you know, the Colts invested a lot into that offensive line and to, uh, you know, to pr protect Andrew Luck. But I think the offense as a whole is, uh, is much better. So, so yeah, I don't know. Jordan Wilkins, he's a coin toss, but uh, I think the upside is there. We'll you know, man, I made a, I made a, a, a crazy call on one of our first episodes here when I said that Naeem Hines for the uh, Colts was going to be this year's Alvin Kamara. And after watching the preseason, I mean, I can't go back on the recording, so I'm going to keep that. But, <laughs> but I, will, I will say, um, as of now, I'm, I, would, I would change that up. And I would say that Jordan Wilkins, I think, is, is potentially this year's Alvin Kamara now that he's got the job um, because right. uh, having that running back in Andrew Luck's offense um, is amazing. And I made a point with Naheem Hines that Andrew Luck made Rashad Bradshaw um, amazing for, for a year there. So um, I think that's a good pick, man. And I, you know, uh, you know, I really encourage you to, to wait on him because he could be that Camara, but it's not going to happen right away. You know, that's when you got to kind of swallow it and wait on those players. You know, you can't be dropping these guys right away for waivers and stuff. So um, oh, yeah. Cortland Sutton goes after that. I picked up Chris Godwin, which is definitely a reach in the 11th potentially. But um, again, with the way this league goes, I just wanted to start loading up on uh, receiver just in case and hit one of these high upside guys, which are my next three picks. But I had Chris Godwin there, which I was really stoked about. I love Mike Evans. I've been a Mike Evans guy for the last couple of years. He was my keeper a few years in a row. Um, but I think um, Chris Godwin is going to be equal to Mike Evans this year, uh, which might be a uh, bold, bold prediction. But um, I, I really, really think Chris Godwin's the real deal. Um, George Kittle went after that. And then we had Alan Hearns. And then Blal Powell with, uh, with uh, Dano for another pass-catching running back. I think that's, um, that's uh, enough said there. Philip Rivers. Blal Powell. Blal is the man. He's one of my favorites. I, would, I will talk. <laughs> In the 11th, <laughs> that's, that's a good pick. He's a solid pick. <laughs> Philip Rivers, Danny Amendola, Mike Williams, who's my dog. He didn't make it back to me. I was going to pick him, but he went John Ross. Doug Martin, Calvin Ridley, who I also really like, Latavius Murray, and then the defenses started coming Jeez. off the board. First defense in the 12th round was the Rams defense, followed up by the Jacksonville defense, Rashard Matthews, and then Daniel's pit, uh, keeper all the way down in the 12th round. Yeah, uh, got Robbie Anderson in the 12th. Uh, he's probably something more along the lines of, I think, an eighth-round value, at least in terms of his ADP this year. So it is a good value play. Uh, but he is, he is maybe the ultimate sort of boom-bust 
uh, player to take. Like I said, in retrospect, I may have wished I had taken Gronk in the third, but uh, but he is the man in, in a team that doesn't really have much in the way of a receiving core. Um, we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold. Uh, uh, hopefully he's he's able to get the ball to him, but he's he's an athletic freak. Um, obviously, there's still a chance that he could get suspended uh, from from an arrest in January and uh, a, a sort of a, a certain act that he claimed that he was going to do with the police officer's wife. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, so we'll see what happens with Robbie Anderson. But oh, I, he's, he could he could end up being a top receiver, and I could. He could win me my league, or he could bust entirely. We'll see. There you go. These are the kind of guys you want in your clubhouse, Daniel. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely no Stan Javier, but I like to pick in the 12th round. <clears throat> uh, Devontae, Devontae Booker was in the 12th round, followed up by the Minnesota defense. I went with Anthony Miller. Again, another high upside receiver that I'm going to sit on for a few weeks, but I love the new uh, Bears offense, and I think that um, Anthony Miller could straight up pass Allen Robinson, maybe not this year, but next year as the uh, number one. I just really believe in his talent. So uh, when Anthony Miller there in the 12th round, Muhammad Sanu followed up with that. And then, uh, Curly, you got you got one of my dudes. Um, I, I wasn't going to go for him yet, but I, I think I would have got him in the 13th round. Uh, but you went with uh, Cameron Meredith. Drew Brees. <clears throat> yeah, man. All you got to say. That's my dog. <laughs> Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, was followed up by the uh, Chargers defense, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. And then uh, you went with it. You went with the James Conner pick in the 13th round, which, of course, everybody loves. It's risky. He either plays the first couple weeks and crushes, or if Lev Bell gets hurt, he dominates, or he doesn't play at all. I picked him last year as, like, my last pick, and he didn't end up actually even playing. So it ended up being a waste, but it's just one of those things, man. You never know what's going to happen. So when you uh, when you made this pick, the whole draft room was just kind of like, oh, like someone did it that early. I think all of us were going to pick him. It just was a couple rounds early, so that was, well, that was smart I, to jump on him. If it, if we weren't in a keeper league, I would have waited until the last round. But That's smart, since, man. Since it's a keeper league and since, you know, there, there are two variables right here. You know, it's a keeper league and Le'Veon Bell, it doesn't look like he's going to be around next year. No. So he could be their number one. He could be a top ten running back next year. Um, and, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is still – not in the building anywhere. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think it was a good reach. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a great pick, man. It's a great pick. I, I like it. And obviously, um, you know, this is why, this is why we've been batting this whole preseason. Like we do our draft on labor day every single year. So we do our draft on the Monday of the first week of the season. Now I know that not everybody can do that. I understand, but we do it this late on purpose because all the preseasons happened. A lot of the preseason injuries have, are behind us. Um, a lot of the trades, a lot of the re-signings, a lot of the cuts, um, holdouts, all of that are taken care of by now. If we drafted two weeks ago, nobody would have had James Conner on their radar. But, right. we, but we have him now, and I think that's a great pick. And, you know, it might seem early in the 13th, but the point is he's on your team. You don't care. If he plays a game, you don't care when you draft him. The point is he's on your team and not somebody else's, and that's killer. So I really like, I really like that pick a lot. Um, Austin Eckler was picked after that. Obviously, a, a really quality uh, backup for for um, Melvin Gordon there. And uh, I went uh, another reach, but I went with uh, Geronimo Allison. So I got three consecutive, just straight up, super high upside hit or miss 
receivers with Chris Godwin, Anthony Miller, and Jerron Allison. But again, this just came down to, I think he's going to be the receiver two in Green Bay before too long. Um, they were talking about trading Randall Cobb here a couple of weeks ago. So I think he's, he's on his last legs regardless. And again, potential keeper. And um, I've got, yeah. uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers, So I had to have that team up if anything happens to, uh, Anything happens to uh, you've got the you've got the backfield and the receiving core and the quarterback. Too. Hey, bro, nice I've been all in. Yeah, man, I've been I've been doing my homework. Um, so uh, then we had Tyler Lockett and Chris Ivory, and then uh, Daniel went with uh, with the um, the the sloth as I as I as I call him, um, Kelvin <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. But here's what I'll say: I'm not a, I'm not a Kelvin Benjamin dude, but. Um, picking up picking up a number one receiver in the thirteenth round is a steal, no matter how you slice it. So I, I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. this is a thought experiment I did with myself in the middle of the draft: is how valuable is a number one receiver on a team that's probably not going to pass? I, I valued that at thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> over there. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, and then uh, wheeling back to you, uh, we had. Uh, Carson Wentz was kept in the 13th round, so he's a 13th round pick there. DJ Moore, Spencer Ware, Philadelphia defense, Baltimore defense, Deontay Foreman. This is something that we is interesting here um, in our league. Because we're a keeper league and we run with an IR spot, um, Darius Geis was picked in the 14th round. Now, of course, Darius Geis is out for this season, but this is something that happens pretty, uh, pretty often in our league because our rule is – you can keep anybody that was on your team as long as you drafted them and you kept them the entire season. So this player that drafted Darius Geis knows farewell that he's obviously not going to play this year, but he's not drafting him for this year. He's drafting him with the intention of keeping him in the 14th round next year, which is going to be four rounds better than I kept Kamara, um, which I think is a steal. So if he's willing to sit on that and put him in his IR spot and just let him rot for the season and then bring him back next year, assuming he's healthy, um, that's an incredible value, obviously. So uh, Darius Geis was picked there. Mariota, and then the first kicker was Justin Tucker. And then James Washington, who I was really hoping for because I wanted that A-B handcuff, uh, was picked. And then uh, Danny went with another one of my guys late with uh, C.J. Anderson, which I really liked. Um, and then uh, Greg Zerline went off the board. Corey Clement, and then I went with the Saints Defense, I just like their opening schedule. I think they're going to be a top-tier defense this year, and it was just time to pick a defense, so that was my pick there. Houston defense, Devontae Parker um, was uh, Curley's pick, wrapping back around. Benjamin Watson, Jared Goff, and then you went with Denver's defense. Is there any reason um, you picked uh, – I mean, we're kind of late in the draft, obviously, but did you pick Denver's defense for a particular reason over the other guys, or you just kind of – that was what you're feeling? I just picked them because they weren't New England defense, they weren't Pittsburgh defense, and they weren't Chicago defense. I, I, in hindsight, I, <clears throat> I do kind of like the Bears defense a little bit now, better. Now it's better. Shit. A little bit better today, right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a little more keen on the Bears defense, but uh, I think uh, Denver, uh, you know, they, they, their offense will be a little bit better this year. Um, they still have a solid defense, and uh, they have a pretty uh, – good schedule for the first few weeks so i went with denver Dude, their defensive line's amazing man they just you know drafted bradley chubb to match up with uh you know with um the rest of that defense and they they you know just kind of reloaded with everybody so i i like 
I like the Denver defense, <clears throat> and there's a few offenses in that division you can get after. So I liked it with the last pick. Right. Um, and then uh, Al Smith went after that. I picked up uh, Stephen Goskowski, which I had made a mention early on that um, I would be reaching for a kicker no matter what, but I was planning on like the 15th round. But I was just surprised that he was the third kicker picked off the board. So the fact that he was even still around and I got him <laughs> anyway, uh, I had to go for him. So I went with Goskowski in the 15th. And then we had a uh, Matt Bryant go off uh, New England defense. And then um, Daniel went with uh, Dak Prescott, which I actually really like uh, super late. Christian Kirk went off and then Sam Bradford, I'm sorry, Sam Donald, excuse me. Sam Donald went off uh, Dante Moncrief, Will Lutz, Mitch Trubisky, Quincy Inunua, Dallas Goddard, which I really liked there. Uh, Boston Scott, who I was also thinking about picking with the last pick um, to uh, back up with Kamara. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was also picked in the 16th round again, not playing this year, but he'll be on that IR spot. And this player is uh, hoping to pick him and keep him in the 16th round, which if you really think about that is insane. I don't care if he comes back as 80% Jarek McKinnon, um, a starting running back uh, in the 16th round is insane. Um, the bears, the Steelers defenses were picked Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Wayne Gallman was picked. I picked up John Kelly just in case something happened to Gurley. Late Matt Prater, Kalen Bellage, who I love, um, was picked up by Curly. Chris Boswell, and then the last round was Darren Sproles, Jake Elliott, Jake Butt. Uh, Baker Mayfield I picked up as my very last pick, strictly as a keeper option potentially. Um, and then uh, – and if anything happens with Rodgers, I think um, Baker's going to take over by week six anyway. So I like that pick. And uh, Des Bryant was picked. Um, again, not even <laughs> not even on a team, but the same idea that – he probably will get signed eventually, and he's your last pick anyway. Why not potentially get a first or second um, rated receiver there in the last round? Um, the legend Antonio Gates was picked up late. Uh, Harrison uh, Butker, Mason Crosby, Rod Smith, Robbie Gold, Chase Edmonds, and Graham Gano. Wrap out the rest of our draft. Um, can you guys rally out your uh, – we'll just go in order here. Can you rally out your um, – picks of your team in order so people can have a little more perspective of what your team actually looks like position by uh, position. Um, Daniel, you, would you like to go first here and just kind of go down your actual roster to put a little more context on this? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, my my starting quarterback uh, obviously is uh, my guy, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, my two running backs, well, my my first running back is certainly Melvin Gordon. My second is going to be uh, either Chris Thompson, I also have Tariq Cohen, kind of depending. I'll probably go matchup by matchup there. Uh, top two receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, other uh, key receivers that I have uh, that are going to start most weeks are Jamison Crowder and Robbie Anderson. Uh, tight end, uh, the, the beast, the legend, Rob Gronkowski. Um, and then uh, bench is, is looking like some some version of James White. Uh, Powell and CJ Anderson are running back. Uh, uh, wide receivers, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, uh, tight end Jack Doyle, quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, and then I got Pittsburgh's defense uh, and Harrison Butker as my kicker. Boom. I dig it. Curly? Yeah. Uh, quarterback, I got Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> for two starting running backs, Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake, and then I have Marshawn Lynch in the flex, and I can bring him in if I need to. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Adams and Marvin Jones Jr. with Sammy Watkins in the flex. Tight end, I have Jordan Reed. 
I should have drafted a backup, but it just didn't turn out to be that way. Um, uh, defense, Broncos D. Kicker, Jake Elliott. And on the bench, I have at running back, Matt Breida, Jordan Wilkins, James Conner, and Kalen Bellage to uh, handcuff Kenyon Drake. Uh, and then wide receiver on the bench, Josh Doxson, Cameron Meredith, and Devontae Parker. I dig it. My team is Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, uh, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara at running back, eight, uh, Antonio Brown, Golden Tate as my receivers, Trey Burton as my tight end. My flexes right now are Marquise Goodwin and Sterling Shepard. Defense is the Saints, and uh, Steven Goskowski is my kicker on the bench as of right now anyway is uh, on Johnson, Aaron Jones, and John Kelly at the running back position. And at the receivers, I have Chris Godwin, Anthony Miller, Geronimo Allison at the receiver position. And last but not least, Baker Mayfield holding up the, uh, pulling up the rear there. So those are our three teams. You can catch all of our teams on the Instagram. We'll be posting those up so you can pick them and, and maybe vote on your favorite team there. And, uh, that was a really fun draft, man. We have this live draft every single year. If listeners, you don't do a live draft and you've got some homies in town, um, that you can do it with. We highly recommend it. Now, for those of you maybe just turn, tuning in or aren't really sure what we do here. Um, <clears throat> so myself, I live in Eugene, Oregon. Daniel lives in Berkeley, California, and Curly lives in uh, Tempe, Arizona. So we're actually in three different states right now doing this podcast. Uh, we grew up together in the Bay Area, but we've kind of flocked the nest the last handful of years. But we meet for this, uh, for this draft and, you know, uh, Daniel and Curly don't make the draft in the physical anymore. It's too far away. But what we do is we're able to do video calls. We're able to use apps online and things like that. But the rest of us here in Eugene, which is another seven of us, do meet at a place. We do get together <clears throat> and get to hang out and do the camaraderie, see the homies for a couple of day, uh, couple hours during this draft. So highly, highly, highly recommend if you have like a homie league that has been doing this for years and y'all are close friends, you should definitely do a live draft. It's a ton of fun. It takes like four hours I'm not going to lie. It's definitely, it's definitely a longer process, but it's a lot of fun um, to be in that room and, and um, get people's reactions and all that stuff. So highly recommend a live draft and, and maybe next year, depending on the situation, we'll do a live listener draft. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, so the draft was a lot of fun. Check out those recaps on Instagram. And before we get out of here, um, I'd like to run through the first week of football boys. We have football finally in the building. I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. We've got a game tonight. Uh, we've got the Falcons and the Eagles. <clears throat> Very quickly, I, I'm just going to run down every single game this week, and I just want to get your basically who's going to win it so we can get it on record. And we'll do this every single week, um, and uh, and we'll tally him uh, at the end of the week to see uh, a running toll here. So I'm just going to run them through here quick and, and give me who you think is going to win each game. So starting tonight, we've got uh, the Falcons at Philadelphia Eagles. Daniel, who you got? Uh, I'm taking Eagles. Even with Foles, I'm taking Eagles right now. Curly? Man, it's going to be tough, but yeah, I got to go Eagles too. Their defense is so <laughs> solid. I think the Falcons are going to crush Nick Foles. I think he throws three picks, and I think Julio Jones is going to be a machine. <laughs> I will take the upset and go with the road dogs with the Atlanta Falcons. Next up, <clears throat> Sunday morning, starting the huge Sunday showcase of the first week of the season, we've got the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Daniel, who you got? Uh, sorry, what was that? Bills and Ravens? I got to go with the Ravens on that one. I think any Bills and anybody, I'll go with anybody pretty much. Rough. Curly? Ravens. Flacco. Same way. 
Flacco's throwing for his for his whole job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, my only my only thought is I I will definitely go the Ravens as well. But I, I almost picked Lamar Jackson as my keeper for next year. But I just thought Baker had better weapons. That's why I picked him over Lamar Jackson. But um, I got to go Ravens of course over uh over the Bills. Ew. Um. <clears throat> so next up we've got the uh, Cincinnati Bungles heading out to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Daniel, who you got here? I'm taking I'm taking the Colts. I think I think I think Andrew Luck comes out guns a blazing, shows us at, what's up at home at home to start the season. Yeah, Curly, what you got? Uh, I gotta go Bengals. I'm gonna go Bengals too, actually, which I think might be a surprise. But um, what's kind of what's kind of crazy is if you look at the stats, the home road splits with AJ Green and uh, Andy Dalton, um, they are significantly better on the road, which I think is a, is a unique stat. Um, mm. But I, I uh, you know, they're indoors. <clears throat> Excuse me, they're indoors. I really like um, – I'm not, you know, high on the Bengals per se, but that Bills uh, – or I'm sorry, the Colts defense is atrocious as of right now. Um, and I just think that uh, the Bengals will be able to take them. So I'll take the Bengals as well. Um, this one might be a little cl- bit closer than people uh, presume. Yeah, that's, but, um, it's going to be a pretty <clears> – <throat> I think it'll be a, a kind of a messy game to watch. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. So, following up is is potentially another uh, potential upset here. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I've got uh, we've got the Steelers heading out to Cleveland um, to start off the season with the new invented Browns. So Steelers at the Browns. Daniel, who you got? I'm taking Steelers. But I think it's going to be close. I, I think it's going to be a, a within within six point victory for the Steelers. Mm. Curly. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Steelers all the way. Okay. I, I think I think it'll be within at least 10 points, which I think uh, in this rivalry over the years is close. Um, I think the Browns will come around eventually, but I don't think they're going to be ready week one, although it's a road game for Big Ben, so we'll see what happens. And if they don't have Love Bell, this could really change some things here. So um, I do think the Steelers eke it out, but, but I agree with Daniel. I think it'll be uh, within maybe a touchdown here. Um, next up, Tennessee Titans at Miami Dolphins. Daniel, who you got? Uh, I'm taking Dolphins. Curly? In this one. Wow. Um, Titans, like, because, yeah, Dolphins, there's so much unknowns with the offense still. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Titans as well. Expect to bounce back from Marcus, and uh, I hope they can get their offense going. But if they look as, as, if they look as – um, horrendous as they did in the preseason, then uh, Miami might run away with this one quickly. Mm. So I'm going to go with and Miami's. Miami's got a much improved defense this year too. So so it's not necessarily an easy first assignment for for Mariota. No, no, it's not. I'm I'm just going on straight up talent and a new offensive coordinator. But uh, this one could backfire easily. But I will go. I will go with the Titans. Um, this one here um, is uh, 49ers at Minnesota Vikings. Um, hey. And if my if my notes are correct, they've played each other the first time for the first game multiple years here in a row, which is strange. But um, 49ers versus uh, the Vikings on the road in Minnesota. What are we thinking here, boys? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to pick the Niners, but we know who is going to win. <laughs> Well, we're looking. You're, we're looking for for legit like weekly standings here. So, Minnesota, Minnesota to win by a considerable margin. Although I do think it's going to be a low scoring game. The Niners are, I think, have an improved defense. We'll see how it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to go Niners because you know that Minnesota offense. It's not. They're not used to playing with each other yet. So I got Jimmy G 
is going to save the day. Awesome. I would love to go with you, Curly, but in the sake of trying, <laughs> no, to, beat, <laughs> in the sake of trying to beat both of you in this contest, I'm going to pick Minnesota as well. <laughs> name of sanity. We'll go with <laughs> Exactly. A couple more games here to round it out. So uh, Houston Texans on the road in New England. Daniel? Uh, sorry, wait, you cut out. Oh, Houston and New England? Was that what you said? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm taking New England by a lot. Curly? Uh, New England. I will take New England as well just because it's a home game and it's Brady, but uh, this one might be closer than people think. Yeah, Tampa, Bay Bucca- Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road uh, versus um, the New Orleans Saints. Me? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the Saints. Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I'm taking the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. For I, sure, Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I don't think it's close at all. I think uh, the Saints defense destroys um, the Tampa Bay offense and um, – as you heard in my uh, previous episode, um, I did uh, choose the New Orleans Saints to take down the Super Bowl this year. So I think that starts this Sunday. Jacksonville on the road with the uh, New York football Giants. <laughs> uh, I think I got to go with Jacksonville on that one. Jacksonville by a lot. Same way. Kansas City Chiefs on the road at the L.A. Chargers. I think this will be a good game either way. Yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm going, I'm going with the Chargers to win, uh, but I think that's going to be a, a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping for a shootout with Mahomes, and since I've got Mahomes, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Kansas City. Dig it. I also agree it'll be a shootout, but I think that the Chargers take on the home win. And um, I've got them uh, also uh, in the Super Bowl losing to the Saints. So I think that they're going to have a big year this year as well with the new improved defense. And I think P. Rivers um, finally gets, uh, gets a handful of wins um, that he's been, he's been ousted out of for a handful of years. So I like the Chargers to start it off early here. Dallas Cowboys on the road at Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm taking Panthers. Yeah, that's a good matchup too. But, oh yeah, I got to go Panthers as well. I do too. I think I'm going to take the Panthers only because the Panthers are at home. I think if this was the other way around, I think this is actually an evenly matched game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I think the, the offensive line of the Cowboys has a couple of questions was with uh, Frederick out, but Zach Martin seems to be d- back and the Panthers offensive line looks really bad right now with injuries and things like that. So we'll see what happens. If this was at in Dallas, I think I'd pick the Cowboys, but because it's on the road and, and Dallas kind of has to go across country here. I think I'll also go with the Panthers. Um, the Seattle Seahawks on the road at Mile High Stadium in Denver to face the Broncos. Hmm. Yeah, I think my boy Russ goes down in game one. I think Broncos win. That's a tough, that's a tough assignment to open the season. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to go Seattle on this one. I'm not too sure uh, about the, the Broncos offense just yet. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm going to take the Broncos as well. Um, I actually think that this, that Seahawks play pretty well. I just don't think the Seahawks defense can keep up with. Um, I think I think Case Keenum is not going to be amazing, but I think what he's going to do well is hold on to the football. Mm-hmm. And um, if they can keep the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands, I think they're going to do well. Also, you know, Mile High Stadium is one of the toughest places to play in all of the league, and I think opening night they're going to be pretty stoked there. So I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, Washington Redskins on the road down in Arizona with you, Curly, to face on the Cardinals. Yeah. I got to go Redskins. I'll go with Alex Smith. 
I'm taking I'm taking the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have more talent than a lot of people think, and I think they're going to actually be. De- I think they're going to be all right, uh, and I think they take this one at home. Yeah, their defense is coming around a little bit. I uh, I I'm going to go with Alex Smith only because I'm not sure that the quarterback position is ready to go in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see this going either way. But for a pick, I'm going to go with um, Washington on this one. Uh, the Chicago Bears facing off on Sunday Night Football, the first one of the season. Chicago Bears on the road at Lambeau Field, which is not yet the frozen tundra. Uh, I guess I'll go. I'm taking. I'm taking the Packers. Rogers flat out owns the Bears uh, over the course of his career, and I think that continues. Yeah, that'll be a really exciting game to watch. Though it'll be exciting to see what the Bears have because there's a lot of new pieces and a lot of a lot of hype around that team. But I'm going to go Packers as well. Same way. Um, I think the Packers, Packers smash. I just hope that Khalil, um, Khalil Mack gets nowhere close to Aaron Rodgers. Um, if he, if, yeah, if he plays. <clears throat> right. Uh, first, uh, first Monday night football game. There's actually a double header this week. Folks enjoy that. A double header on ESPN for Monday night football this week. The first one is going to be the uh, New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit wins by a gazillion points. <laughs> how many com- how many comments the- is a gazillion? <laughs> Can the Jets get negative points? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think Sam Donald wets wets the bed in his first game, quite frankly. I think the Lions are part. Yeah, I'll go Lions as well. <laughs> I'll go Lions too, but I don't think Sam Darnold's that horrible. I think he's much more composed than a lot of other rookie running backs. So I don't think he uh, throws like four picks or anything like that. But I, I do think that the uh, Lions at home especially take take down the Jets. Last game here, we got the L.A. Rams facing the Oakland Raiders. This one won't be pretty. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think – well, first of all, I think the Rams are going to win. But, but I think I – think it's first of all, this is a really fun game, actually, because it's the student against the teacher. Sean McVay was sort of a student of John yes, Gruden. Uh, this is kind of a fun, a fun way to open the, the season. But the student uh, flat out has the better team. <laughs> so I think the Rams will win. But I, don't, I actually think it's, it's going to be closer than people think. I think playing on the road on Monday night to open the season is tough, tougher than people think. So Rams, but close. Yeah, 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 I agree. I think <clears throat> I think it'll be closer too. I think Carr, I think Carr will be, have a bounce back year if he stays healthy. Um, I think he'll be really solid. Amari Cooper is also projected to have a much better year, so I think the Raiders will be much better than people expect. But yeah, the Rams are going to win. Um, I don't think it's close. I just think the Rams' defense is too too beastly, um, and I think Derek Carr is is just going to uh, try to do too much. Um, and, uh, I don't think, uh, they're going to have a balance yet. So, um, I just think the Rams are going to take them on here. So, um, I've got all this jotted down. We'll check in next week with those and we'll be doing these weekly picks, um, every single week and to keep tallies throughout the season. We'll have to come up with something at the end of the season for, uh, the winner and loser of these, of these picks to have some fun. So, um, before we get out of here, I'd like to remind the, uh, listeners to check in and keep tabs on our listener league recap, which we'll have coming up here real soon. Uh, we have a full slate of football. We have finally made it ladies and gentlemen. Um, hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Once again, please follow us on Instagram at the candlestick kids. You can send a, uh, an email to us and let us know whatever you would like to know throughout the season. We'll be having wa- waiver pickups and trades and wheeling and dealing and all that stuff. Um, Curly, it was really great to have you on, man. I hope we can do this more often. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me fellas. 
And Curly, if you start to worry about Jordan Reed, Doyle for Marshawn Lynch, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe a package deal or something, but I'm gonna for sure going to be looking to deal Marshawn Lynch. There we go. Well, it's already starting, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Enjoy your football and happy week one. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Make sure you email your questions to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCKPod. And remember, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Don't screw up. For Daniel Stancato, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.